Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers, uh, including new comics and TV shows that we can finally talk about, and just, you know, everything that goes on in the Morphin Grid. I'm one of your hosts, Joel, and with me, as always, is... OMZ, this is going to be such good content. It's Kevin. <laughs> I never know where you're going to go with the intro, but I, somehow in my soul, when you did that, it was correct. I was like, yes, this is it. This is what it's meant I, to be. I, 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 I took a lot of time and reflecting and, you know, I went under a waterfall and meditated on it and it just, it felt right. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it fits, it fits. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But hey, uh, we're back. And, you know, all these like minor breaks that we've been taking and talking about how we were going to talk about Cosmic Fury and then not talking about Cosmic Fury. Um, hey, it all worked out because, hey, Zach Aftra has uh, made a deal and with the studios and they are, have called off the strike. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we are no longer technically all under an embargo from talking about things. We can now talk freely. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. we're going to pretend that it was all planned that way and it totally worked out like the way it should have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely wasn't us. We definitely didn't do anything bad. But hey, you know. <laughs> I mean, we were practicing a lot of self-care and we had life uh-huh. going on as well. Like, you yeah. know, it's fine. It's fine. But for, for all for all our fan, we're back. <laughs> hey, they're loyal. That one fan, they, they listen. Are. <laughs> and we are. thank you. Uh, but yes. uh, before we get started, um, like we do every week, we want to take a moment to encourage our listeners to find a way that you can be a hero out in the world. Um, mm-hmm. In the past, we've highlighted things like the Black Lives Matter movement, which is still important and yeah. ongoing. You know, yeah. talking about ways that you can help out with like the constant attacks against trans people. You can find a way that you can help stop that. Um, and we've highlighted last week and want to highlight again um, with the current on- ongoing crisis in israel with their constant attacks against palestinian people um we just want to help find a way if you can help you know donating time or money joining in protests where you can safely um you know finding streams that generate revenue for nonprofits. just find a way that you can help or even if it's if you don't understand what's going on right now find a way to educate yourself um, one resource that we can suggest is a card that we found that's at savepalestine.card that's c-a-r-r-d.co We'll put a link to that in the description below as well for the podcast. Um, just find mm-hmm. a way that you can help. Be a hero in your own way. Let's try to make this world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, we will start off this week with a comic that came out. Uh, Ranger Academy number two released. It was written by Maria Ingrande Mora. Art by Joe Min Kyung. Covered by Miguel Mercado. With written with letters by Ed Dukeshire. Mm-hmm. Uh the description for this one is, Freshman year starts for Sage on her first day at Ranger Academy. But it's hard for a girl so used to isolation to make friends amongst the red, black, blue, yellow, and pink campuses, even with her new year mate, Lindy. But given that this is no ordinary academy, Sage will have her fair share of secrets to uncover. And what connection does her paranoid father have to the mysteries of the school? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll give our general thoughts, but I do want to have a, like, a thing I want to say about kind of the series that I'm kind of having an issue with. And I think I, I know why. Um, mm-hmm. It's because this is new. I feel like I haven't quite grasped it yet. <laughs> Mind you, we're yeah. two issues in, but I don't know what the point of this one is yet. 
but but Joel, I we feel. have to we have to have all the information up front. We have to have it in issue one. Yeah, and and, and that's not necessarily what I'm saying. What I want is kind of I, I just I need I need. I haven't figured out what the hook is. I do like how this issue ends, and I do find that part kind of interesting. But I'm just I don't understand mm-hmm. what like where this is supposed to fit, and like it's it's in a weird spot. Um, I was yeah. thinking about it. I do wish they would have released maybe the first issue in August with like the 30th anniversary and lined that up a little bit better. But I I don't know. Yeah. I did like what this issue did. I, it, this is so for those who aren't reading this book, this book feels very white for like it's YA, very young. It feels, it doesn't feel as like for fans, if that makes sense. It feels like this is supposed to try to bring in new people in a way. Um, even I mean, without, with, even without, even with the references, I think it's still meant to be that way. Yeah, potentially. Um, I mean, I think it's also, I, there's a lot that's going on with it. And I, th- I, I think the release and timing, and it could be because of, you know, Obviously, we know the pandemic delayed a lot of plans. It it could be too that this is meant to be like just a separate branch of the franchise, and that's okay. Um, I I think the with I think the dissonance for me is probably the fact that these issues are coming out while Darkest Hour is coming out, which is a very like, yeah. like polar opposites. And the implications yeah. of Darkest Hour happening right now while this is going on, like we don't. I think it's just we don't have timeline, and maybe we're not supposed to. But um, yeah, I. I think that's my main thing right now is just the kind of like we're getting a story arc in the main series right now where it's like, oh, if you more, if you're in trouble and like, you know, I, I, again, it, it, maybe it's just its own branch. Maybe it's an alternate timeline reality. We don't know yet. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, a lot of, in a lot of this issue is just like, Hey, new character goes to a school has to learn how to deal with it all. Um, yeah. On top of everything else that's going on. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like we're having to like learn so much with not only like each of the characters, but we're also having to learn how this like new school idea works. And it feels just like a lot of things mm-hmm. are going on and neither of them are really getting fully explained. Um, I also don't feel like I, <laughs> I feel bad because I don't remember all the characters names half the time. I, I know okay. Sage, I know Mathis, and then... I'm like, there's the Red Ranger girl, and I don't know her name. <laughs> I keep forgetting it, and every time she yeah. comes on screen, I'm like, oh, hey, you. Um, yeah. I, mean, I do hope... Uh, yeah. Hmm? I, oh, go ahead. I, 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 I do like I do like what's here. I do think it's fun. I, I like, you, mm-hmm. like you said, I do think maybe it's some of the dissonance with, like, Darkest Hour. It's like, we have some of this, like, dark and intense, and everything's under attack, and then we come to this book, and it's like, we're going to a new school. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just it's different vibes and those aren't bad, but it's like hard to square those two things when they're coming out side by side. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is the brand right now. And this truly is what we have new coming from it. So it's I, I'm just having a little bit of a hard time with it. Um, yeah, and that's OK. I, I, I do think once we get into like the building your morpher stuff and getting into the actual like school stuff, I think it yeah. will be more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I have a. I have a theory, or I have a hope, I should say. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, the character's name is Sage, and all mm-hmm. of her text boxes are green. My hope is that she becomes a Green Ranger. <laughs> is that because oh. no, there is no green campus, my hope is she becomes a Green Ranger. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... I. 
that that's obvious. That's very obvious because <laughs> okay. Rem- okay. Remember, I just was she, like she was. Well, yeah, because Sage was. I mean, yeah, the name, but also like the fact that uh, Sage was asking about the campuses, and then uh, they call uh, Mathis called her Green, and she was like, "Is that a campus too?" And then Mathis was like, "No, like you're you're new." Um, yeah. And also the panel that is later in the issues we talk about is Sage seeing a green crystal. So, so yeah, no, they're they're um, not being subtle about it at all. Yeah, I'm uh, just like okay. Yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm hopeful like that's kind of interesting to me because I'm like okay, well, what does that character now do if they become a color that isn't one of the mm-hmm. campuses? <laughs> like, how do you kind yeah. of play with that? Uh, I do. I, it, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping it's in this issue, and I'm not conflating a preview that I read. Or I might be conflating a preview I read because uh, we're coming to this issue. Oh no, okay, it is in this one where we have them like. There's the bits where they're going to class on each of the campuses, and I do kind of like how they've decided to characterize them. Yeah. Uh, who is? Who do you think the pink professor is? I figured it was one of our get... scientific pinks, but it they don't I think give the a name. They could they... also, yeah. I, Sorry, go ahead. Because my yeah, my I don't know my 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 like looking at it, it's like okay, well, it could be Jen, could be Corone though, it could be Kendricks based off the hair. <laughs> it's like yeah. could be kind of multiple characters. I, I wonder if I, they kept it vague for any reason. I think maybe they did, but I think it was Jen. Yeah. I mean, I also kind of like my leading towards this corona as well. So, I mean, potentially, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I, I think there's a lot of fun to be had with this series, and there, there's a lot of potential. And I think it's just we're kind of in that like early warm up phase. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I just, yeah, I think it's it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes. Um, I think for me, what could have been a really good connective tissue would be them connecting it to Hyperforce somehow. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's fine. Um, and th- there's some lore drops in here. I mean, we see some really fun things. Like, I mean, you notice some of the cameos of the teachers, right? Or not cameos, but like allusions. I the race, yeah, with the the different races of the teachers. Like, I yeah. like. There's like the Syrian. One of them's an Aquitian. Uh, mm-hmm. Is the bird person supposed to be like? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember Zeno Wings like race, I guess, or is there another bird no, race? I'm not remembering. In the comics on Safe Haven. Oh yeah, there's that too. Okay, yeah, right, right. But that's yeah. I so mean... yeah, no, I I think it's fun. I think it's I think it's gonna be interesting to see what the process is because you know it, it's also different from what we know of how Power Rangers are made. Um, yeah. I think what would be an insane thing is that these are all just like the Morphin Masters or like it's when they make the powers that this is what we're seeing on the inside. And then like, who knows, maybe these Rangers get teleported at different times and they wake up with false lives. And then that's like, like, that would be a fun little concept too. Maybe. I don't know. Cause like, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, yeah, they're making their own Morphers. So how do they, how do they find each other? How do they become a team? How do, you know, how do those things happen? So. Yeah. I'm, We'll have to see. I, I do want to. I do want to praise the art because I do really like this artist. I've been following them online for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I, and I really I think they're doing a great job with the book because like they're working yeah. with really weird concepts. Um, I also really like how the colors are being used because like the way they tell yeah. us what campus it is is like by doing a color overlay of that color, which I really like. Yeah, uh, and I I just I I like a lot of what we're seeing so far. Um, mm-hmm. I am curious what uh, we'll find out about her dad and how that works. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, how she fits into the picture as well. Yeah. Because obviously so, the, mean, libra- the librarian knew about her and like recognized her, so. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm so, okay. A little bit of my hesitation is gone. I am excited to see where this goes. I do think there are some like really cool narrative hooks. But like I said, I think yeah. there is just like, as you kind of pointed out, I think there's just that kind of tonal dissonance between what's going on yeah. in the main comic and then this. Um, yeah. And I mean, for two different audiences, and I just, it, it's yeah. it, it's that thing of them being the same brand is kind of the problem. Yeah. I think it's just. Well, um, and I think too, like, because we've been used to there being two main Power Rangers books that have tied into each other over the last few years. And maybe this yeah. is just meant to be a series that doesn't tie in. Like, maybe this is, like I said, maybe it's its own branch, it's its own thing, and we'll. We'll see what happens. Like, I actually think now, after reading the second issue, because I remember last time we talked about issue one, I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how they tie in Darkest Hour to this. But now I'm kind of like, I'm, I think I'm content with this being its own thing. Like, yeah, no, not. Uh, yeah, I am, yeah. too. I definitely I, I I think there's enough here that there's something cool they can do with it. And I'd be curious yeah. like, if it if it got to a point where it started doing its own little mini big events. Um, this yeah. also hella feels like what's in Boom's wheelhouse it feels like a lot of the other boom studio books it just has power rangers kind of in it a little bit power rangers Um, is the power rangers is the framing device yeah but it's a very boom studios kind of book that's coming out because they do kind of tend to do younger themed books but you know i'm excited to see we get we'll probably get another issue early in next month um so we'll see what happens there but uh any last thoughts on ranger academy before we move on no, I mean, I think it, it I, I think after reading, because I, I think my big problem with issue one was that it was just a refresh of the free comic book day issue. Yeah. Um, but I think with issue two, I'm definitely seeing a lot of potential here and I'm excited for that potential. So yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. It'll be good. Well, all right, then we'll move on to Cosmic Fury, which we can finally talk about. I mean, yeah. We gave our kind of broad and like feelings on the series overall, but we're now going to go kind of like our episode episode recap episode by episode recap. Yeah. Um, um, and so we're starting, of course, with uh, Power Rangers Comics McFury season thirty episode one, Lightning Strikes. Mm-hmm. It was written by Maya Thompson with Becca Barnes and Alwyn Dale, directed by Michael Hurst. And the mm-hmm. kind of quick description for this one is Bajilla enlists Lord Zed to lead her armies in an intergalactic war, and things only get worse when a ranger joins their side. Mm-hmm. Um, this starts off with a bang, right? <laughs> um, and mean, we kind of know yeah. that. Go- yeah, quite literally. There are explosions all over the place. It's a huge battle. Um, uh, and this episode doesn't stop going. Uh, once we get going, it just keeps like, we're on the tracks and the, the train's running. Yeah. Um, I there's so much in this. I do like this as an opening episode. There is a couple of like weird tonal things that we can talk about as we go through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but what did you think of this first episode overall? Yeah. So I think this first episode, um, it Simon and the cast and crew have been you know quoted as saying this is Dino Fury three. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I think that works to its benefit because we already have the Rangers we know. We already have Zed. We know Zed is established. Like a lot of this episode yeah. focuses on establishing the new status quo for the villains. Um, and I think it does a good job at that. And I like I still remember watching this the day it came out. And I, I was actually very surprised and pleased at the pacing of the episode. I feel like it, it felt like it was longer than it was. Like everything was very tight yes. and condensed. Um like it is very like you said like you you get the establishing shot of the planet they're on and then it's go 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 until the very end so um but yeah i think it's a great opener and i'm excited to talk about more of the things i thought about and noticed um i do want to just give like a shout out to the like stunt crew and like the yeah. ones who do like the fight choreography i think this opening battle and i most of the episode is just a battle as well um mm-hmm. there's a lot of really cool choreography that they do and there's yeah. a lot of using the like location that they're filming in to do really cool stunts um and yeah. i think the team like there did such a great job uh, and they have yeah. to play so many different characters <laughs> in this one yeah. episode um, yeah i mean the scope of this battle like it it definitely i'm i'm gonna say something and it's gonna be brave but like I, we had the legendary battle back in Super Mega Force, and that the, st- mm-hmm. the cast and crew did amazing on that too. But like, I feel like this felt more like a full scale war than that did. Oh honestly. yeah, no, this definitely like, did. Um... Yeah, the choreography was just like, like legendary battle was cool seeing all the old Rangers, but like this this was really cool because like the, there was just a lot of dynamic fight scenes and like camera angles and work. Like th- this is like a masterclass in Power Rangers choreography, I think. Yeah. No, it's very like it does a great job. Um, mm-hmm. I think it. We've seen a lot, especially recently, in like the Sentai's where they've used a lot of like GoPro stuff to like get in close yeah. or do like I think of like the one uh, Kira Major fight where there's the Zord battle going on in the background while a ground fight is happening in the foreground. Um, that's oh, kind of yeah. crazy that Sentai's done. I do think this is one of the better Power Ranger fights we've had recently, um, mm-hmm. and. It's just a great, I think, a great way to kick off. And like you said, because a lot of this is thought of as Dino Fury 3, we're just kind of, we don't, (sighs) Uh, especially in like the, I would say Neo Saban era with the super seasons, every time we ended that part one season, we had to end the Rangers in a way where like either they were depowered or they were put in some place where everything was put in a box. So the opener for season two always had to be, well, we've got to get everything right back out of the box. We've got to get everything going. And there was always like this, like kind of pause we have to take. I really Mm -hmm. enjoy in this one that we're just, we're going. Um, Yeah. I love that they brought Zordia back. Yeah. No, I think, (laughs) I, yeah, I, I think it's a fun nod and it makes sense since the Shogun Zords were hidden there. Um, And they even call that out, which I'm just like, one yeah. line is all you need. All you need yeah. is one person to say it, and, and they did. And I thought that was a really great way to do that without be, like belaboring the point. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like they here didn't. Again. Yeah, like they didn't have to point at the screen and say, "This is where we got this. This is the thing." And then like we flash back to like four, four, three ratio footage of them, <laughs> which technically, yeah. Um, no, I think it's a really smart way to tie into the bigger arc and the. I mean, it, it makes it a lore-based thing, too. I mean, it's called Zordnia, so, like, it makes sense that there are Zords hidden there, and there's a lot of, you know, different things with the lore that you can do. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I I really appreciated that as well, and I think it's something that a lot of fans enjoyed. Um, so let's talk about the new villains, um, since you mentioned they get, they're get they getting set up. Mm-hmm. 
we are given, uh, we are introduced throughout the episode to Squid Inc. Inc. and mm-hmm. their uh, CEO and president, Bajillionaire, and her mm-hmm. daughter, Squilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're kind of like whole Sentinels and, you know, Inquis, their butler guy. Uh, what did you think mm-hmm. of kind of this whole setup and these, yeah. the, the way they've brought in the villains for this season? Yeah. I mean, I feel like one of the highlights of the last decade of Power Rangers is when we get original villains. Like, they're always... Yeah. They always seem to be more, like, animated and more, like, dynamic. And I think it's because, you know, they just... They have fun with it. Um, I I definitely think that, like, it was kind of a clever way of them bringing in something different and new. While also, like... I, I think the designs are great. You know, I think uh, the voice acting is fantastic. You know, uh, one of the things that everyone pointed out that I didn't realize until after the fact was that Bajilia is voiced by Principal Hastings from Ninja Steel. Um and you can hear it in her voice, like, when you really listen. Uh, huh. But, yeah, yeah. But, like, I think it's a fun, and we can talk more about it as we get through the season. But, you know, even from the from the gate, like, Bajilia's like, oh, it was a lot of money in R&D to do this, but it was worth it. Like, it, it's a funny, like, I mean, we have Capitalists as the main villain. That's what it is. Yes. I mean, we had Broodwing and technically Sledge, I guess. But, um, you know, this is the first time we're seeing, like... Like this is a random company that is just committing war crimes, and it's it's a different type of villain. And like, yeah, it's um, and it, it's. I think there's something fun about putting Lord Zed into that. Um, we, yeah, we can discuss as like the episodes go on, like how well that works. But there's something very funny uh, about yeah. that. Um, one of my favorite lines that gets used is when they have the one character, uh, the. Um, Oh god, I didn't write his, the monster's name down, but the one that like scores the ink. Or, oh, which one? Dewdrop. Dewdrop, yes. And he's like, "You did great, but you're still fired." <laughs> like it's just yeah. like, okay, we can make those jokes. Okay, um, yeah. There is something that feels a little. Um, I don't want to say it's them making fun of the people who own the brand, but it does seem a little like um, maybe. Yeah, this is the, I mean... this is their way of punching up. Like as as. As much as Power Rangers can, I do feel like that's a little of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, but I think, like, it, they fit in really well, and they meld really well. Um, you know, with Squilia being, like, a Lord Zed fangirl. Um, you know, Squilia, and the concept of herself, like, she's a streamer, and, like, she's, like, a social media, you know, um, influencer. And, like, yeah. like her, her weapon is her selfie stick. Like, I, I just think that, like... <laughs> In terms of the, the design and functionality, like, they've given us these very clear archetypes, um, but they I, they work. They do. They do. I do want to say one thing about Squilia's design that, like, bothers me so much. It's the backwards cap that's, like, in her head. I think it's a funny <laughs> Bothers element. me so much. It bothers me so much. I'm like, I, like I don't... Mm. Um, I do love the fact that they came up with this concept and that it works so well with, like, the mm-hmm. Q-Ranger footage. It's, like, surprising how well it works. Yeah. With, like, the drills and calling them squid drills. Um, yeah. Like, they, I, they did a good job. Like, I, I think Power Rangers is at its best whenever it does try to do things and, like, craft and adapt around it. And I think this is a good example yeah. of how to do that. Exactly, and they they took an idea and were like, okay, well, let's run with that, and I think it works. And like, we've definitely had villains in previous seasons where like they've tried to add a theme to something that had a Japanese name, and it just doesn't work because it's like, yeah, you're you're you make. I'm trying to think of a good example, but like, there's just like you try to put something on a group of characters that it just doesn't work as well. Um, it's definitely happened multiple times. Yeah, I, I um, 
I do love the Zetnals a lot. Um, they're really? Lord Zed Quantrons, but I love them. Yeah. Um, and I love uh, what we get with them later in the episode where they're essentially battle droids from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it. I think it's clever and I think it's a fun way too of like... Um, it, it's a fun way of taking the Squid Ink stuff and then tying it to Lord Zed as well. Like it... It, it creates like these two polar opposite things like lord zed is this ancient emperor and like magic and all that and then squid ink is this like corporation and like they they manage to like push the two together and like they look cohesive and like it makes sense yeah um <laughs> uh, but we get I, we obviously get a lot with like billy being there because uh, he's in the episode pretty quickly along with mick uh, because yeah. we gotta get kelson henderson in here one last time yeah uh, and they're on an expedition <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, someone will eventually write the short story of how Billy and Mick started working together for Boom. I'm sure, but I would love to know how those two characters got together. Um, mean, my thinking is is that Billy is kind of playing like a Nick Fury role, and like he's been working with because remember Mick has been going around chronicling Ranger Team, so it would not surprise yeah. me if Mick has been working for Billy for quite some time. Because um, we saw a lot love... of that in Once and Always. Yeah, we did. We did with the um, Bandora protocols. So yeah. yeah, that would make sense. That definitely all tracks. Uh, did you like the hand wave of why the MMPR team can't be here? Yeah, <laughs> they're out of they're out of signal range. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no, like... I mean it. They they do a good job of like yeah, because I mean they ask the valid question of why aren't the Mighty Morphin Rangers here? And the funny thing is like I think them saying like oh this is some expedition like. Billy and Mick just happened to be on Zordnia right when Zed got freed. And so, like, it it makes sense that, like, Min and Zack and Jason and the rest are all on Earth because there's no reason for them to be on Zordnia right now. Yeah. So. Um, I do, so, kind of, to go back to kind of, like, fighting, I do like when they finally <laughs> have Lord Zed enter the fight. Yeah. Because... Um, Obviously, back in MMPR, uh, that Lord Zed suit was very fragile, and they yeah. could not have him often fight. He only, I think, ever had one or maybe there two fights. There was one fights. fight. Yeah, with Tommy. Um, yep. <laughs> um, and, like, so I, I do like that they're able to get him into the fight. Um, yeah. Spoilers, but not spoilers. This is kind of the most I mean, we're going to see him fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's fine, but no, I mean, it also shows like just it kind of is used to reinforce like this is how powerful he is because, you know, in Dino Fury, we were told like how powerful we were reminded of how powerful he was. And, you know, these the Dino Fury Rangers have been seasoned now, you know, they've stopped an evil empire of their own and like they're they're all very much ready to fight. Yeah, uh, I did think it's funny that Billy took a shot to the chest in a similar way (laughs) from Zed that Trini took from Rita. I was like... (laughs) <laughs> I was like, Ooh, well, <laughs> yeah, well, and I think that was one thing that I really, when I was rewatching it today, I was like kind of grateful for. I was like, oh, we got to see Billy fight Rita and Zed in the same year. Like, like just the, the fun factor of that and like the parallelism between once and always and this, um, yeah. cause, and spoilers for those that don't know, like once, once and always is pretty independent from this. It does inform it, I think, but yes. like, it's not required viewing, um, so yeah, it's definitely, it, it was fun seeing that moment too, and seeing like Zed and Billy facing off and like they know each other, um, which that'll be a hint to something later on, I think, but um, yeah, yeah. so it's it's fun. It's 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 classic, like it, it's one of those things that like, it, I think Billy's inclusion as a regular in this season, it really adds to it and gives it a lot of depth, considering this is a anniversary season as well as a potentially 
final season for what we know Power Rangers as. So, yeah. And I think, like, again, if we're going to get one thing, I'm fine with it just being Billy. Um, yeah. I, I'm happy to have that kind of callback to MMPR. Um, yeah. And so we get kind of our first big twist of the, the season in this episode with the reveal that Ollie will be working for Zed because he gets mm-hmm. turned evil. Mm-hmm. Um, again. Again, yeah. I mean... Which, I mean, Zed's, Zed is petty. We've known this. Like, his, yes. his whole MO is, like, turning things that you love and, like, perverting them. Like, that's that's been his MO for years. Um, yeah. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that twist we kind of we all kind of saw it coming it was one of those things that like they were hiding but they weren't like really good at hiding um yeah and you know i i do think from a writing standpoint like one of my one of the things i did have in mind was like oh this is a plot hole because all the rangers get like tagged with it and you know it that's a plot hole for me but at the same time i'm like but zed's petty he would want to go for ollie first and then like and they they make a very big point of being like oh it's only for that blue ranger Zed does yeah. say that. There is that yeah. line. So it's like, it is, it's one of those things they hit them all because they knew they could only get Ollie that way, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's better to ensure that they get him. I- I'm less bothered by that. And it may, like, the fact that the, he's done it before, it's a callback that, oh, this is how he controls them again. Um, yeah. I do want to call out, I do love the fact that they use the evil champ suit from Q Ranger in the background yeah. fighting Rangers in this. I was like, oh, yeah. hey. There he is. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's a lot of the fun with this episode in this season is like looking in the background and seeing like suits that you recognize, um, which is yeah. partly just because they were being, you know, we and we could talk more about the behind the scenes stuff as we wrap up about it. Um, but, you know, yeah. I think it's, it's a fun game of like looking in the background and seeing like kind of back like in the old Mighty Morphin days. So, I mean, also, you know, there's later stuff we're going to get into where some of it's because Toei just didn't have the stuff to give them and just gave them whatever they had. Yeah, yeah which is kind um, of funny. Yeah, it is. Um, I did... I, so I do love the fact that like right after this we get um, the moment with Mick and the Red uh, yeah. Morphin Master where Mick gets his Ninja Steel pa- powers back. And boy, once he joins the fight, I was like, this is a wild array of Power Rangers on screen right it, now. It really is, yeah. Like, we actually get, like, a group shot at some point where it's, like, all of them together. And um, it, it definitely is... It I think it's fun. I think it's a fun callback. And, like, it, you know, it kind of honors what we've had all these years. Um, and I, I think it's so much fun that Kelson gets to have these moments. Um because yeah. he didn't get to get much of it in Ninja Steel, obviously. But, like, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's fun seeing him get back in the action and, like, jumping around and things like that, so. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, of all the things I would have imagined that would have gotten into the last season, if you would have, like, said, okay, out of all these seasons, which one do you think pop in? I would have been like, nah, probably not Ninja Steel, you know? <laughs> yeah, considering <laughs> so a lot just of it's... Fun. But it also makes sense because Ninja Steel was the first season Simon really got to work on, like, that he took, yeah. like, a lot more, like, and he, he has spoken about his, his, like, love of Ninja Steel in the past, like, how much it means to him, so, like. Um, yeah, and I mean, we've de- we've tied the whole, like, Ninja Nexus prism to the Morphin Masters, so it makes yeah. a whole, like, there is a, there is a line of connection there, it's just, it's very funny to me. Um, it's, it's, the power of retconning is a beautiful thing. It and, is, like, it for sure. You, <laughs> it gives you a lot more appreciation for things. Um, I do like, uh, the moment after, uh, Scrozzle, or when Scrozzle's capturing the Morphin Masters and the little containment thing that he's built, um, and Bajillia's like, look, if you don't capture all six of them, you're not getting paid. And Scrozzle's like, but my rent is due! 
Right. I think it adds that <laughs> element of like the again, it's just that's the fun of having like a corporation as the villain. Yes, yeah, so there's just like a, a, it's 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 powering your silliness, but there's a little bit of fun to it. Um, and then we yeah. get um, you know, with the capture of the Red Morphin Master, Javi gets the kind of uh, vision of the uh, altar of Zordnia, mm-hmm. um, and we go to it. Um, I love this little set piece. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is the coolest thing that they've d- built. Um, I love that it has all the little symbols for the different mm-hmm. swords. It is a really cool set piece. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my, it's a, my, Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go, go ahead with what you were no, going to say. I was like, I think it's just also a fun little, like... It It adds a lot of, like, mysticism to it and, like, a lot of lore yeah. to it. Um, I, I think it's just fun. It's interesting to see, like, you know... it. It's the same as, like, with Zordon and, like, his backup plans, like, the Mega Voyager. Like, it... It's just fun to see, yes. like, all these things, like, stored away and, like, they're they're kept on the shelf for when they're needed. Exactly. And again, this is another thing that a Boom Studios comic can later on and go say, hey, well, how did the Cosmic Fury Zords get there? <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole thing you can do with that. Um, my one wish for this scene, I wish when they found the altar, they would have added an old school blue filter onto things like they did in Mighty Morphin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but when that was their like distinction of like we've gone to a different place. Um, that's well, just they're still me. on the same planet. I, yes, but I, I just you know, hey, we've gone to Hello Ground. It'll change filter kind of thing. I would it just would have been nice. Kind of yeah. also mirroring like when they get the Shogun Zords um, because they had to match the Japanese footage from uh, Kaku Ranger. Uh, but yeah, that's true. Um, but I love this, um, and we get kind of the sequence of the Rangers. Wanting to use the staff, oh, it's too dangerous, yada, yada, uh, Ollie attacks them, and Javi is forced uh, to use the staff on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did think this, I think this whole sequence is really well done with Javi. It is. It's yeah. really intense. Um, yeah. There was a discussion I know that Simon had with this whole um, Javi losing an arm, that there mm-hmm. had to be a thing where like it couldn't be horrific. No character could be shocked by it or like too upset. Um, yeah, that was kind of that. That was the like guidance that they got on it. Um, mm-hmm. And and I understand that. And I do think even with that, they play it really well. Um, all yeah. the characters are like, "No, you're fine. You'll be okay. We're gonna get you safe. You're fine." Um, and I think you know, I'll, I'll even say Chance plays it really well when he does the my arm of uh, like freaking out. Um, I thought that was yeah. really well done. Yeah, um, no, they, I, it definitely was, like, something that we, I don't think we ever would have imagined we would have gotten in a Power Rangers mainline series. Like, this is, and it was handled really well, I agree. Like, they, they did it in a way that, like, didn't sugarcoat it, but they also, like, didn't make it gruesome it w- for gruesome sake. Yeah, it wasn't like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to a person. It's like, no, it, it's happened, and we're now gonna, we're gonna deal with it. Um, and there's a great line later on that I want to talk about, but before we get to yeah. that, I want to talk about... Where I think there's some, like, tonal choices that I, I wouldn't have okay. necessarily made. Because, like, obviously they get rid... Like, Javi gets taken away by Mick. Um, the Rangers then go to Morph um, in that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made the choice to have Hunter smile for some reason. <laughs> um, and it's just a bizarre choice in that scene to have her smile as she does the morphing call. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think about it that much, but yeah. It's just it's one of those things. It bothered me the first time I watched it because like we got that seed. That was one of like the preview clips we got before of them morphing, and it was like, okay, this is cool. They're morphing, and then like yeah. when you get it in the scene, it's like, this is 
weird. Like I, I, I think there would have been a way to have her play it that would have stepped it down a little bit and just it been fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's... it's what just one. It's just one of the choices. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I also feel like too part of it comes and stems from uh, the the mandate they got about it. Like they they probably yeah. I I guarantee you they probably filmed a scene and an option where they showed them not smiling, and then Hasbro was like, no, they need to like, like I I feel like that was probably part of the edict was like they can't show too much of a reaction if that makes sense. Yeah, it just like. I... There's just like I think there there would have been a way to play it, especially like even if you don't take it from like the Javi just got hurt angle, you take it from the fact that she's about to face off against Ollie angle that I think could have worked of like her not doing it. It just well, yeah. But as we as we will find out eventually, uh, production had some thoughts that you would think people yeah. wouldn't have, but they did. Yeah. And I can't wait yeah. to talk about that moment later in the series. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a lot of that. Um, yeah. We did kind of gloss over, like, when the Zords are released. We get, like, the yeah. shot of all these Zords coming out of the portal. Um, I'm assuming that's all CGI that they had to recreate. I do like them all. Um, yeah. And this is, like, the first time we get, oh, the Zords are semi-autonomous. Um, yeah. they attack which, on their own. Yeah, which I, I I think I really love that moment because Billy gets a moment to shine where he's like, I like that in my Zords. And I just love that, like, again, like, callbacks that don't require, like, heavy explanation because who made semi-automatic Zords before? Billy. Like, that was the whole thing with the Falcon Zord and the Red Battle Zord. Like, I, yeah. I think the, the remote piloting link, like... The throwaway line of, oh, we're going to remote pilot these, like, that was such a good way to, like, handle multiple Zords in Season 3, and, like, it, I feel yeah. like the writer's room was very intentional with that, when they had Billy be the one to figure out that they are autonomous, and have him be the one to figure out how to remotely link. Yeah, um, and, and speaking of the Zords, I do really like the cockpits that they, I don't know... Are these the same Q Ranger cockpits, or are no. these recreations? They are okay. recreations, are yeah, because the panel, okay. the panels, and stuff like that are a little bit different. Yeah, that's that was my thought. Um, I do really like them. I think they're really well done. Um, I am happy <laughs> that in this seed, the Rangers are in Zords that correlate with their color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will get to instances where that's not the case. Yeah. I will discuss that my feelings on that later, but I, I really do like that they kind of kept them correlated. Obviously, like Amelia has the line where she's like, Oh, I've got to get in the Lion Sword because it's the main component of the Megazord. Um and we get uh I did really like when Billy does mm-hmm. the we need Megazord power now. I was like, Yeah, yep, okay. Yeah. Good job. Was... You did that. <laughs> yeah. No, they they do a really good job in this episode of like letting Billy kind of have that mentor role, but not letting him overpower the team either. Because I, I feel like in other seasons, they would have let like Billy just steamroll everything. Like Billy would have been in the lion. Billy would have done this. He would like, but I feel like they do a good job yeah. of balancing, like honoring the fact that, yes, we have a legendary hero here. Like this is someone very important. Um but while at the same time, like, letting the current team have their chance to shine. Yeah, for sure. And I think, again, and, and it helps that David Yost is, like, good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he plays this role very well. I think he, you know, slides very easily sometimes into doing the, like, very Power Rangers lines. Um, yeah. <laughs> that comes from, like, deep within. Uh but yeah, I, and then this whole Zord sequence where we have Amelia uh, drop out so that she can go try to appeal to Ollie. Um, yeah. I liked that whole moment. Uh, 
And then the Power Rangers do the ultimate Megazord attack. It hits. uh, We have the Q-Ranger logo in the background. And I'm just like, understanding that this is Sentai footage and they had to use what they had to use. So that makes sense. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, no, I think the fight they chose, because I think one of the cool things about this season that I'm enjoying so far is that, you know, they're not, because they're only using the Zords, they're not beholden to, like, we have to use this footage from this specific episode. And we'll yeah. see that a lot, because, like, they could have easily used, like, the very first Q-Ranger Zord fight for this episode, but they didn't because it wouldn't have served the purpose of the story. Um so yeah, I think I think they did a good job of, like, picking a good fight to highlight, like, oh, this is how you can, like, swap these limbs, and, like... Yeah, it was fun to see that. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the, the the kind of like moments between Amelia and Ollie on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get kind of one final moment with the villains, uh, which is fine. It's just uh, Bajillia explaining to Lord Zed how everything's going to work. And they're like, oh, we'll go to Earth and destroy it. Um, and then we get the final scene on the ship before the episode ends. Um and a lot of it is just like characters talking over each other. We get a nice yeah. moment with um, Solon. Um, and I think uh, probably my favorite line of this opening thing, and it's, I think, one of the best lines about the situation with Javi. Um, they're talking about well, what do they do now? You know, he's lost one arm. You know, uh, Izzy has a line, you know, he's going to be so devastated if he can't play guitar. Um, and I like the line that Solon has that when she's talking about this, she's like, well, things won't be the same, but they will be okay. Yeah. And uh, I think Josephine Baker does such a good job with that line. Like she does with all its lines where it's, it's this very comforting thought of like, yeah, no, okay. Things won't be the same, but it will be okay. We'll figure this out. We'll go forward. Yeah. Um, and I like yeah. that th- that's kind of where the episode ends. You know, Billy also has like a really nice monologue to Amelia and the Rangers being like, hey, you've been through tough things, but you're going to yeah. go through it. We'll make it through. The things will be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I think it really like Billy slides into the and David by extension like slides into that mentor role so damn well. Yeah, like it. It's just it's. I think it's a nice evolution of his character, and I I, I think in a way mm-hmm. like it really. I I think this is like, and I, I think that's one thing I enjoy about this season is this is David getting his like victory lap and like getting his flowers because you know Billy was. Yes. Billy was the only ranger to be in every episode of Mighty Morphin. And, you know, with everything that mm-hmm. happened to David in the past, like, I, I feel like this is like his victory lap. And like, you can, you, I think you can tell that he senses that. And like, he, the gravitas of that, like really weighs on him. And like, he, yeah, he's a great mentor. Yeah. And, and I think with once and always we get, you know, okay, well, here's Billy as leader. And this is, you know, Kazai Fury is here is Billy as mentor. Yeah, and I really like that we kind of get these things back to back um, and that mm-hmm. they kind of influence each other and speak to each other in a way. Um, I really like that about him, too. And, and yeah, I agree. I think it, it, it's a nice shiny moment for him. I, I again, I think there were several moments, I think, once and always where like David was a little shaky. <laughs> it was maybe not the best. But I think here him getting to be kind of the mentor role, him getting to be kind of yeah. the, like adult in the room i think really works and i think he plays it really well yeah. too yeah no he plays off the cast really well too and I, and we, we'll get some really fun moments later in the season i think where he gets to shine with each of them yeah so yeah for sure um, but uh with that that'll kind of wrap up episode one of cosmic fury mm-hmm. uh we've got quite a journey ahead of us only nine episodes um yeah uh, we probably 
I do want to reach out to a couple other people and see maybe we can get some other people on and kind of get their thoughts, too. Um, There's definitely some episodes I'd love to get some uh, other voices on to get to hear their thoughts. But Mm -hmm. um, any other thoughts on episode one of Cosmic Fury? I I think one of the things that I really just appreciate about this episode, and I'll reiterate it again, is that it's just such a strong opener to, mm-hmm. you know, it, it had a lot of weight to carry and a lot to build, but the pacing and everything was just so well done. Um, I, I know a lot of people were kind of nervous about Cosmic Fury in the beginning, but like I trusted the writing staff and the team and that trust was very well paced, like... This is Dino Fury season three. That's what it is, and I'm I'm grateful that we got it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, with that, that'll wrap up the show for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter still at May the Power Pod. Uh, you can hit us up on Blue Sky at May the Power Pod at dot bsky dot social uh or if you want to send us an email you can email us at made the power pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh feel free to send us comments you know reviews suggestions things we need to improve or let us know if you're interested in coming on as guest host uh, yeah. if you're interested in talking about a specific episode maybe we can have you on um yeah. but uh if you want to find me you can find me on most social media at thespis punk and where can they find you kevin you can find me on social, most social media under BridgeMT, BridgeMT3, 3000, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I'm doing some streaming again. So if you want to come check out Yay. my shiny Pokemon streams, I've been trying to do that. Um, <laughs> oh, he laughs because he's jealous. Um, no, I'm kidding. I, um, I, 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 look, I am. I don't know what the RNG gods got, like why they favor you, but um, <laughs> it ain't fair. <laughs> it's okay. I, I can teach you my ways. It's fine. Um, but no, seriously, uh, you can find me on those social medias. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you as always to everyone for listening. Uh, we love our fan. Mm-hmm. We love our fan. Um, I'm kidding. There's more than one. Uh, but, you know, thank you. And it's it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. We'll be trucking through this and we'll give our thoughts on this as we go. But Mm -hmm. with that, as always, may may the power protect you. you.